Hello, welcome to the Mom Strong podcast. I am your host, Jennifer, creator of the Mom Strong Method and full time holistic health and life coach for working moms and mompreneurs. I give it to you straight. I hold you to being your best self, and I can't wait to help you craft your life into something perfectly imperfect. Uh, tune in each week as I share tips, tricks, and motivation for balancing family, a job, and trying to get healthy. I'm so glad you're here. So, Today's podcast is spurred by the long weekend that many of us have right now with Memorial Day being just yesterday and um, and quarantine. What? So <laughs> so a life update. Um, I am in week 11 of stay at home. So we really haven't done much besides, um, you know, maybe in the last 11 weeks, we've gone out four times or so for like a walk around our local park. Um, we try to go on walks frequently during the week, just around the neighborhood. And, you know, Ryan does most of the grocery shopping. I've made a couple of post office runs to get packages mailed out to my clients. Otherwise, pretty much just hunkering down at home. And uh, as Minnesota opens up a little bit more, as other states are, we're kind of just keeping an eye on things. Because, you know, while I know we can't be scared of things, we are also trying to be proactive and understanding that not a lot has changed except for there are more hospital beds for us if we should get sick. So um, we're just kind of hunkering down. We are getting used to this normal life and Ryan's work isn't really pressuring him to go back, which is nice. And obviously my work isn't pressuring me because I'm the boss. And so um, Zeke has, I think, two or three more weeks left of distance learning. And then our next thing will be to see kind of what we're going to do for childcare. So I'm like totally crowdsourcing with some of my close friends. What are you doing? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst thing. We, we thankfully and are very privileged to be able to, if we needed to, to keep him at home 24-7. And that would be totally doable. Um, I do worry, obviously, as many of us do about the social piece of it. So, And also, I worry about the social piece of it. <laughs> I worry about him not getting social interaction all summer and having not had it for, you know, 11 weeks now, really. But then also the social interaction with COVID-19 out there. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? And I know that we're all navigating this. Um, I know some of my friends have hired babysitters or nannies. Some are sending their kids to daycare. Some are moving forward with the camps that are open. And so there's no, you know, right or wrong answer. It really is this, like, unwritten, sucky thing right now. And if you're in it, like, I think the thing I've been explaining to my clients and to my friends is just, like, Usually it's like there are things that are always going to be unknown in our life, right? Like if you have to get a surgery or if you have to take this medication or if you're going to go on this vacation or anything that's unknown where we can crowdsource things. Be like, hey, you know, anyone gone to the Bahamas? Anyone had this surgery? Anyone taken this medication? And then you can get people who have actually been there, done that. But we don't have that with this pandemic. There's nothing that's like people have like, oh, yeah, I've been through this. So here's what I did. And this is what how it turned out. Like you don't have that information. And so... It's really stressful. Um, And what I have been doing is just taking to my journal, honestly, and writing out like three to four scenarios. Like, okay, if he goes back full time, if his day camp. So our the camp that he's enrolled in for the summer is at our gym, which is not open yet in Minnesota. Um, Rightfully so, I believe. But that's the hard part is that it's not open. And so we're kind of waiting on them to see what their protocols would be. And then we'll be making decisions. So at this point, it's not really worth getting spun out about or you know, thinking it 10 ways to Sunday, because that just adds unneeded stress in an already stressful situation. But I am, you know, waiting to hear from what the gym is going to do. And then we can make a decision from there what's best for our family. And um, it's just crazy, right? Like, so that's kind of my life update with Zeke and with um, school and everything. He's been doing great. He's so he's so great. And 
again, we have one kid, he's in kindergarten, so it's a different situation than a lot of people have, but he's gratefully very resilient, um, and I just appreciate him so much. So, um, let me see, otherwise, life-wise, uh, so I've taken a social media break, as you may or may not have noticed. <laughs> I love to think I'm that important that you've been like, huh, where is Jen? But I also realize that I'm probably not, <laughs> and that's okay with me too. Um, so for so long, and honestly, for my, you know, since I've been doing social media as a career, whether I was working for um, doing it for breweries before I was a, li a health and life coach or doing it for my business, you know, my reasoning was I had to be on social media. It's my business. Um, and it was my business too. You know, when I was, that's what I was getting paid for when I worked for craft breweries was being on their social media and being a voice for that. So really being on Facebook and Instagram daily was kind of a non-negotiable. Um, but I also realized that I was not just on that for my business, right? So I was in the mom's groups getting spun up about the COVID news and all the things. And so I, and, and really honestly, my, my, you know, the thing I always fell back on was, oh, I, I have to do it for my business. I gotta be on my business. And right now I'm very fortunate to have a solid load of clients. I was thankfully smart with my saving and spending. And so I feel like I have comfort right now with financial security with my business, which is again, a blessing. Um, and so I'm like, hey, I can actually take a social media break and not use the reason and not have the reason of needing to be on it for my business. So probably a week ago, I decided to kind of pull back and be off of social media. Um, and I really haven't, I deleted the apps from my phone to resist the temptation. Um, and I really haven't been in there except for a little bit in my free group on Facebook because I do want to make sure that those folks are feeling the love. Obviously, you know, I'm in Voxer with my clients and messaging them. That's not what I consider social media. I consider that my work and my job. So, but I have been taking a little social media break and I'm honestly not how, not sure when I'm going to come back. And it might be tomorrow. It might be um, in a week. It might be in four weeks. I don't know yet. I'm still kind of exploring that. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in this episode about the magic and the mundane and dealing with kind of un being uncomfortable um, with boredom and the blurry days and all of that. So for me, like if I'm uncomfortable with something, it's actually a good thing and I kind of seek that out or I'm like, oh, where can I make myself a little bit uncomfortable? Whether it's reaching for a new goal or it's undoing a habit that I have. And so social media was one of the big ones for me. It was like, hey, I'm going to undo this and see how it feels and see where my fears are and what am I bumping into and what do I start replacing it with, honestly. So probably the first couple of days last week where I, you know, deleted the app and everything, I started replacing it with literally refreshing my email like a crazy person and going on like Amazon and reorganizing my cart and like things like that. And so I realized, mm, interesting. So for me, again, this whole life thing in general is a great experiment. Nothing is ever permanent. And that is terrifying, but also a gift that you can realize you can always change at any minute. So for me, I didn't put a big announcement on social media like, I'm taking a break and here's why. Um, I think that's often dramatic. <laughs> people do it to kind of, I don't know. I don't know why people do it. They do it for whatever reasons they do it. Um, for me, it would have been different if I was like in a period where I was actively promoting my business or actively um, you know, trying to seek new clients. I might have put something out there. And I probably wouldn't have taken a break during that time. But for me, I was kind of like, I'm just going to quietly go away. I let my clients know in case they were trying to reach out to me on social media, but they do have Voxer to reach out to me. 
So it's been interesting getting uncomfortable. I just recommend doing that, um, getting uncomfortable every once in a while and just seeing. And that's the thing, you know, when I was a practicing Catholic, that's what Lent was, 40 days of getting uncomfortable, facing a habit you had built or a food you had built a crutch with and just kind of seeing, could I do it? Or, you know, going dry for a month and not drinking. It's just getting uncomfortable and seeing, hey, what does this have control over me? And do I like that? And then once you kind of eliminate it, then you can rebuild it and say, okay, now what? Because for me, I'm thinking, okay, whenever I go back on social media, again, it might be tomorrow, it might be six weeks from now, who knows? Um, I need to figure out what feels comfortable and what felt uncomfortable in the first place. For me, it was just using it to fill the void. I was just always on it for no good reason, just consuming, consuming, consuming. Um, and so that's that's the next step is when you break these habits and you can kind of pull back what are you then going to add back in what feels good so continuing with the life update um, i've been always consistently examining my relationship with alcohol and what i've found for me if i can make it through dinner without having a drink then i'm golden like for me it's like dinner is the time when i'm pouring the glass of wine and then that becomes two or three and again i don't believe i have a problem a quote unquote i'm not like an alcoholic but i do have a problem with alcohol in the sense that one is typically never enough and if the bottle's open i'm more likely to finish it and so not in one day like over like two or three days but for me, I've realized that alcohol just doesn't necessarily benefit me. So I had a glass of wine on Friday and I just felt like slow and sluggish. And in my head, I was like, again, like, why do we keep going back to this? It doesn't make you feel good. <laughs> and typically it's only the second or third glass that quote unquote makes you feel good. But then you feel sluggish and you don't sleep well. And the next morning you're not feeling as good and it can bleed into next day's habits. And it just doesn't benefit me. Um, and so I've been examining that relationship again. And how I want to handle that. And again, if I remove it, then I have permission then to add it back in in a way that feels good. Is it putting on limits, saying no more than two glasses? Is it saying how often I will drink or what kind of alcohol I will drink? I can explore all of that. And the third area really was spending. Um, so for me, I found myself, add to cart, add to cart, add to cart, <laughs> or buying things off of Etsy or all of these things that like, that started becoming kind of my default behavior when I wasn't numbing or soothing with alcohol or food, they pop up in other ways. It's, it's like a whack-a-mole where it's like, man, I've really got my workouts under control. I'm eating really well and I'm going to examine, okay, now I'm drinking more. What the hell? And then, oh, now I'm spending more. What the hell? And so like the, the problems are never bad problems. They're good problems. And you always want problems that are new problems. That means it's a good thing. Um, but for me, it's been really examining those things and getting uncomfortable and and trying things out and not going on social media and saying, oh, I'm going alcohol free for 60 days, but more privately doing it and journaling about it and being like, well, why do I want to try to go without alcohol? Or why do I try to want to try to not spend um, frivolously or extra money this week? Why is that? And when will it feel comfortable? What are my boundaries and reassigning those? And that's like the fun part for me. And not fun, but like that's the part that I look for in constant growth is the fact that you are always able to get uncomfortable a little bit and make yourself uncomfortable. So that's my life update longer than intended, but hopefully it's interesting and hopefully helps you reflect on some things maybe where you're like, hey, I'm going to try that out or I'm going to get a little bit uncomfortable with this. So today I want to talk about um, the magic and the mundane. And that's I tell my clients this all the time. My favorite point in coaching people is probably like three to four to five, depending on where they are on their journey, months in, when their check-in sheet before our call is like, don't really have much, kind of doing good. I'm like, I love that. And they kind of feel like something is wrong where they're like, 
Shouldn't I be struggling? Shouldn't this be hard? And I'm like, nah, y'all, that's the best part is the magic and the mundane is when it's just like, you finally have the foundation of things going and you just tweak and you just tweak and hone and tweak and hone or try on something new or try to, and that's where I am right now with all these things with social media and exploring my alcohol intake and spending, all these things are those mundane things that I'm like, hey, I'm gonna try this out. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna see if that's a trigger still. I'm gonna, you know, really play with it and get curious. And that's the really cool part. So, but I also wanna talk about, especially in the, um, in the framework of quarantine and of COVID-19 and how our days, our pace, what we have to look forward to, our time, um, milestones, how we structure our life has been completely upended. And many of us are finding, A, most of us I'm hearing is the blurry days. Like, what day is today? What time is it? Oh my God, it's only Tuesday. This week has felt so long. Or the, you know, days just bleed into nights, just bleed into days. And there's just no, like, no, nothing to look forward to. No benchmarks, right? And the second thing is dealing with boredom. And I'm hearing that more and more from people and myself included that, you know, when the weekend comes, yay, it's the weekend. That's awesome. You don't have to do your job. You don't have to work usually. Um, but the weekend can also be like, well, so what do we, so what do we do since we aren't maybe going out to restaurants, or we aren't going on vacations or we aren't meeting with a bunch of friends or we aren't going to see a baseball game, you know, like, what, uh, what do we do? And that can trigger boredom. So I want to talk with some ways that, that I've been handling this as well as ones that my clients have that have been really good ideas and working for them. So again, the magic and the mundane is finding that just the mundane stuff, the stuff that you're like, like laundry again, or oh, it's Tuesday, just Tuesday. <laughs> and so the first thing I want you to realize is what I alluded to when I was talking about kind of my social media break and examining my relationship with alcohol and spending money that feel uncomfortable. Like realize what what feels uncomfortable and see what that boredom or that blurry day triggers in you. What are you doing more of? What are you doing less of? Um, there's a really good Brene Brown podcast that talks about underachievers and over, not achievers. Um, shoot, I can't remember the terminology. I don't think it's achievers, but essentially people who go into stress, some people go over where they like micromanage everything and they burn themselves to the ground and they just like over, over, overachieving. And then some people just shut down and like go under the covers and they underachieve. And so see what this, what pandemic is triggering in you. What does boredom and the blurry dates, what does the mundane trigger in you? Is it more social media scrolling? Is it more snacking? Is it more alcohol? Is it more spending? What what does what does that uncomfortable feeling of the blurry days or of boredom trigger in you? And so it's funny because again, you might really be like, oh, for sure it's social media. And then you like tackle that with a fervor and you delete the apps and you set the timers and you see how much time you're spending on each thing. And then all of a sudden you're spending more things on Amazon or Etsy or Target or whatever. And it just kind of like rotates, but notice that that's what boredom or the blurry days or even anxiety, that, that type of stuff is, is triggering in you certain behaviors. And until you see them, you can go, oh, there it is, kind of a red flag behavior. What's going on here? So it's okay to feel uncomfortable and to see what boredom triggers in you. And so my recommendation when that does happen, you know, I have a, uh, um, many clients that are struggling more with snacking right now where they're snacking all the time because they're either bored or they're stressed and just access to snacks. They are at their home where their kids have their snacks that or their husband has their snacks that or whatever. So before, and a lot of this, the boredom stuff, the social media scrolling, the drinking, the snacking, that kind of stuff is really triggered 
by wanting something to soothe and you want to soothe it really quickly. And so finding ways to create a pause between that boredom or that, you know, anxiety or that whatever it is, reaction and creating a pause. And so filling that time differently, like for a client that's something's been really working for her, she says, you know, before I snack, I write down on my journal why I want to snack, how I'm feeling. She just create, and you, again, you can do this by like, I, I then play 10 songs on my podcast or on my playlist and listen to them and dance. Or um, I read 10 pages before I have a snack. Or if I find myself getting snacky or reaching for the second glass of wine, I drink two glasses of water first and go for a walk outside. You're just creating, it can, you can, it can be anything, honestly, that, moves you towards your goals as opposed to away from your goals and gives you time to go, do I really want that snack? Do I really want that wine? Do I really want to be on social media? Do I really want to be spending that? And you can then just create some time to think about it. So when that boredom triggers you, first think, oh, what is it triggering? And then finding ways to fill that time differently. So I really do, I mean, for me, it's been just learning to slow down. Like I realized what a fast pace I was at and learning to slow down on tasks, even like doing the laundry or um, making the bed or like all these things that I was rushing, rushing, rushing to. And I'm not like, oh, I actually have like time to do this and I can slow down and not just like decluttering to declutter as quickly as possible, but I can like actually slow down and dust the house a little bit or vacuum or do some things that cause me to slow down that initially I would just like blaze through or as I'm like, oh, I can actually slow down a little bit. And that's the name of the game is just learning to slow down and feel comfortable with that slower pace. Obviously you can add a hobby, you can create a home to-do list of all the things you wanna get done. And then when you're like, hey, I'm on my phone too much or I'm snacking or I'm drinking too much wine or I'm you know, spending too much money, then you can go, oh, let me grab my list. And then I can go over that or I can you know, pay attention to my hobby or I can read a book or I can meditate or I can go on a walk. You fill that time with something different. Another one is setting some milestones. So something that we've been doing on Fridays is having like a family happy hour after Ryan's done with work and Zeke's done with school and I'm done with work. Um, we'll make Zeke like a bubbly drink with like some grenadine in it or something like that. Um, I have been having a glass of wine, although I probably will start switching that to some sort of bubbly drink, mocktail type thing. Ryan has a beer. Um, we've been getting like a little charcuterie plate and just making that a thing to look forward to. When the work is done on Friday, we celebrate the end of the week. And you guys can do that anyway, where it's maybe you take a family walk, maybe you you know play a family game, whatever it is. Um, so setting some milestones in your week that happen weekly help cause a little breakup in the week. Maybe it's takeout Tuesday, where every Tuesday you take out food and that's like a thing that you do. And so thinking about some things, maybe it's a family game night on Thursday, you play a really quick game of Rummy Cube or you play, you know, whatever, whatever game you play. So thinking about setting some of those milestones each week, because then you go, oh, it's almost Tuesday, it's takeout Tuesday. Oh, it's almost Friday. It's when we have our little family happy hour. Oh, it's Thursday, it's game night. And you kind of set these milestones, things to break up the weeks. And another one that I've really talked about on ad nauseum is comfort and routines. So having a routine to your day, a time for you in the morning or before bed where it's just you sitting in bed doing some meditation or just you sitting in a chair reading a book, you know, enjoying a cup of tea before the world hits you. So having that comfort and routines. And last, I mean, the biggest thing really through this whole thing is a mindset shift about, you know, people are always like, I think some of my clients initially when they work with me struggle with having bad days. And I don't care if you have a bad day. I'm, I am not a big fan of negativity. That's honestly my Enneagram three. I get comfortable with it. Cause I'm always like, well, we can solve that. Let's solve that. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. Um, but if you're feeling negative or you're having a bad moment or you're struggling with something, or you're having these thoughts or whatever, 
remember to be optimistic and optimism is not like ponies and rainbows and it's going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. Cause like, we don't really know that, right? Like we're going to be fine, but we don't know what that looks like. And that can cause, and telling yourself it's going to be fine. It can feel like a total lie to yourself. So as you're getting uncomfortable and you're dealing with the boredom and the days are blowing together, instead of being like, Oh, it's fine. We're going to be great. Your brain's going to be like liar. You don't know that two tricks to have. One is to remember that better days are coming, even if today wasn't one of them. And that's really truly optimism is believing that you're not stuck in the situation that you're in right now, whether it's good or bad. So if you're having a really great day, not kidding yourself thinking that every single day from now on is going to be great. And if you're having a really crappy day, not kidding yourself and that every other day coming forward is going to be crappy. Neither one of those are true. There's going to be great times. There's going to be bad times. But that optimism is believing that things are going to be okay, even when you don't feel like they're going to be. And that can be a really big mindset shift. And the other shift to make is, is what I call and what um, I got from Brooke Castillo from the Life Coach School is flipping into neutral. So instead of lying to yourself and being like, it's going to be totally fine. Yeah, like Zeke being home all summer will be completely fine. I don't believe that. My brain would go, that's crap. But I can say, you know what? We're going to figure it out. We always figure it out. I can flip from, oh my gosh, what are we going to do with this kid? This is driving me crazy. I worry about a social interaction. I never have any alone time. Oh, I could go down there, which, you know, is okay every once in a while, but it's not great to sit there. Or I could flip it into neutral and go, you know what? We always figure it out which is true. We always figure it out. I've survived 100% of my bad days and 100% of my decisions that needed to be made. I've made decisions. So you can flip into neutral when positivity may not feel good. Flip the thought from negative or like a downward spiral into at least neutral. Then that gives you kind of that hope and that choice. So I get it guys. It's like some of you are experiencing intense boredom. Some of you are experiencing just these blurry days of like, you're not bored, but you're like, what day is it? I have nothing to look forward to. So I recommend setting things to look forward to. It's not going to look like, oh, the 4th of July parade or the state fair that was just canceled in Minnesota. It's going to look like happy hour Friday with your family or a 2 p.m. walk where you FaceTime your best friend or taking the dog out and teaching him some new tricks or honoring yourself by getting takeout from a restaurant every week. So some of these things will be different, but you celebrate them. We need to learn to celebrate that mundane. Because right now it's like, oh yeah, it's takeout. Oh yeah, we, you know, we do whatever. Oh, oh yeah, I had this, whatever. No, take time to celebrate what you're doing. You survived another day. You are in quarantine. You are in a situation with a pandemic. And you have survived 100% of these days, my friend. Take time to celebrate that. Okay? And you're so loved. I hope you know that. I hope you know that you can do this and that you've always figured it out. We will always figure it out together. It's going to look different for everybody. And we're going to bump into a bunch of messy stuff coming forward here. But better days are coming, even if today wasn't one of them. Okay. So we are nearing the end of this month. Crazy. Uh, June is, is nipping at our heels. Um, and so I recommend grabbing your free MomStrong Habit Tracker. Think about some of those habits you want to examine. Maybe it's taking away something. Maybe it's adding something and track it. Get aware. How are you doing? How's the barometer? How are you doing on those things? The free MomStrong Habit Tracker. There's a link in, my bio, in the um, show notes here for that. 
join the free MomStrong Facebook group. I'm creating the June um, posts for it and they're really good guys. So it's everything from like things I'm really enjoying, like my favorite dishwasher detergent and our favorite white noise machine, the mundane things like that. Um, some funny memes in there just to hopefully lighten things up and make you laugh. Some really great recipes, some good movement things, some good mindset shifts. So um, please hop in there, the free MomStrong Facebook group. You can go to my Facebook page, Jennifer Tiggis Johnson, and click on the banner there to find the link. And you can also go to Instagram, jennifer.t.johnson. And in the link there, you can hop into the free Facebook group. And every Sunday I send you a little love note in your email. So sign up for the MomStrong love note. Um, it is, there's a link in the show notes as well. And as I said, I am taking a little break on social media. Who knows by the time this is uh, live on the airwaves, maybe I'll be back. Um, maybe I won't be. I don't know. We'll see, friends. But you can go back and look at all my other great content, things that I posted in the past, still very relevant, still very inspiring. <laughs> and so you can find me at on Instagram at jennifer.t.johnson. And you can shoot me an email for future topics as well if you want to communicate. Again, I'm not really on social media. So if you message me on Facebook or Instagram, it might take a little bit depending on when I rejoin. Um, so email me. It's just the best thing. Jennifer at crafterlifecoaching.com. And remember... You're mom strong. You were not meant to be normal or average or perfect. You're meant to be exceptional in your own way. As always, I am here in your corner cheering you on and believing in you even before you believe in yourself. Massive love to you.